Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Negligent Discharge Podcast. I am your host, Dirty Dick Dave, and as always, my friend Jay from Vanishing Gates is with us today. I want to give a giant shout-out to the guys at Autumn's Ascent for letting me use their music. Go check them out. Download, like, subscribe. Jay, how are we doing today? Not too shabby yourself. Oh, I'm all right. So, I wanted to put together this little show and talk about some things that like people really don't ever broach the subject on, and... Uh, I had it on my mind all night last night, and I couldn't fucking sleep, and it really, like, plagued me. So much so to the point that I messaged you to see if you were awake just to talk to you, to tell you this idea. And the problem is, I don't think people discuss suicide enough, realistically. I don't think that they talk about suicide in a healthy manner enough to really get it in their heads. And there's, it, there's just been a chain of events in my life over the course of the last year where too many people have killed themselves. And it's not like I have this feeling like it could have been prevented. It's just, I think maybe rather than having people feel uh, like they should have, could have, would have done something. I think the idea is that if they did something and they didn't succeed, it's not a failure. At least they tried. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And to clarify, uh, so I told you I'd be candid about this because I got to talk about it. I am a suicidal. Um, by that, I mean, I'm someone who struggles those tendencies quite frequently. Um, to a dark point we'll get to later, but yeah, we don't normally talk about it. Uh, the people that talk about it the most are the ones that don't do it. And maybe that's the key is having the conversation. I think that's been cathartic for me with what I've gone through is to have these conversations and open up about it and just be, be frank with people. There's a lot of uh, stigma that goes with it. I mean, it's, it's a hard thing because people hear that and they either think you're seeking attention or, you know, there's something wrong with you. And yeah, there's definitely something wrong with me. That's not the point. I mean, if you listen to me joke and be happy, you'd know something's fucking wrong with me, you know? Uh, well, I guess that would go for both really of tough, us. Man. Because again, yeah. through our conversation this morning, when uh, uh, fucking for me, it was like four thirty, five o'clock. I just couldn't fucking sleep. And I was talking to you about my thoughts and how I view things. And I, I sat here and I told you, I said, I didn't believe that I was a suicidal person because I don't think of ways to kill myself. I, I've already made my peace with death, and I, I think of ways to continue on living. And your response to me was, congratulations and welcome to the club. You are, in fact, suicidal because that is exactly the first step. Well, you're mostly exhibiting warning signs. I wouldn't say you're necessarily suicidal, but, I mean, you know, me and death are a little close hand in hand after having been a mortician. It's like I, I'm too used to it. Like, I – so – a lot of folks, especially like veterans and law enforcement, um, people like that, it is very difficult and it becomes a big issue. I mean, there's plenty of resources available and a lot of the people that tout it and want to push it, as we talked about earlier, earlier this morning, uh, you know, they're the ones that are at high risk because we talk about wanting to prevent it for others because we're thinking, man, we need an escape. We don't want to do this. A lot of us don't, and it's not a constant barrage of thought that's, hey, I'm going to do this every day. It's a moment. It's a quick snap and a moment of, 
fuck it, we'll do this, you know? Um, but yeah, and uh, again, I'm not a veteran or anything. I, I'm not law enforcement, I'm not a veteran, but those, those guys get hit harder than most with it. Uh, depression is a big issue. And getting some of that tension off is definitely helpful, but there's a lot to it. So let's unbox this fucking present, shall we? So, oh, absolutely. So I want to make it clear for everybody who's listening. In no way, shape, or form is this like a cry for help or a feel bad for me situation. We are simply discussing a subject that very few people have the guts to really talk about openly and bring awareness to it. And it bothers me to a point where I lose sleep over it because in, in my job field, I have to go through mandatory training every year. And in every single class that we go to with, when it comes to suicide prevention, the people who are in charge, the powers that be, uh, the employers, the bosses, the guys, the money men, whatever you want to call them, they give more of a shit about their investment and the products that they're taking care of when it comes to suicide prevention than they do the actual staff members who are taking care of their investment. And I think that's bullshit that in every suicide prevention class, nobody ever, ever, ever brings up the idea of fucking staff. And it's even more so within the military, like it's not really a, a very broad subject. When I was in, we had these you know, fucking suicide classes, they'd be like, oh, do you have your ace card? You know, your ask a buddy, you know, uh, call, uh, care for your buddy and then escort your buddy, you know, make sure he gets okay. But it doesn't, they don't really go into it because some, it's, sometimes it's not that fucking easy to just do those three little things or to fucking ask somebody how they're doing because like you said, Jason, uh, from personal experience, most people who actually are suicidal don't ever ask for help, and it takes a little bit more research and a little bit more, um, I don't know, tenacity and uh, in, in intuitiveness to really pick up on it, like to really watch for it. Yeah, and again, it's, like I said, I didn't serve. For me, it's just a lifelong drama. It's I, I worked from nothing. I got beat as a kid by family members that weren't, uh, they didn't like my dad. So they beat the hell out of me and my siblings. I had a sibling who hated me so much that she actually made it her goal in life to ruin mine as much as possible as we were coming up. Even though I tried to protect the kid as much as possible, didn't matter. And then getting hit a lot playing sports and doing martial arts. I mean, I, I definitely have a TBI for sure. And if you have a traumatic brain injury, you're definitely <laughs> have issues with anger and possible suicidal tendencies. Without a doubt. Mine started really early on. Like, yeah, no, for sure. And trauma and stuff. And it it's not weak, guys. I know guys, especially me, like it took me forever. The reason I didn't seek help forever is because I thought it was a weakness to try to find help and say, hey, this is not normal. I should talk to somebody about it. And in fact, I finally tried to, and the therapist hung up on me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> For real. So that's the thing that happened. That's got to be a kick in the nuts. Oh, uh, dude, it was, it was gnarly. Like, um, but depression is a big issue. And it, you know, from my experience, I think a lot of it's just from my youth and my upbringing. And then getting hit in the head a lot. And see, and there's there's another thing too. Like, I, so I know that I'm a, a very depressed person, 
And as you pointed out, there's a lot of warning signs to me being suicidal and stuff like that. And growing up, I didn't... So I had the regular... I discussed this in one of my earlier podcasts. I had a, you know, regular bullshit poor kid's life, you know, being bullied, not being accepted, just regular everyday fucking shit, being from a poor family, hand-me-down clothes. And it, it wasn't a terrible lifestyle. Like I know that there are people out there who had a, a worse upbringing than me with abuse, alcoholism, drug use, all this other stuff. Like I actually had to go and seek out all those avenues of life to have an experience to relate in that aspect. But you're right in the, in the, in the sense, a lot of people, like I grew up and it's, it's for a man. Oh, you're, it's a showing of weakness. You can't be, emotional you can't do this you have to be stoic you got to be hard everybody looks to you for dependence you got to take care of everybody else around you and don't ever worry about yourself and it's this societal progression and stigma that you are a weak individual if you seek help or are looking to better yourself or talk to somebody yeah it, it becomes kind of a selfish mindset is what it boils down to is you're, you're so worried about being selfless that you become selfish. If that makes any kind of sense, you're so worried about what, how it's going to affect other people that it stresses you out <laughs> and you start thinking about how to get out of it as part of it. At least, I don't know. It seems like that for some of the people I've talked to. Um, I t I'm not going to say the name, but I told you about a buddy of mine that, I went to high school with, he was one of the nicest guys to me and I was not super popular. I mean, I got, I got on with pretty much all the different groups quite well. Um, there were some people that didn't like me, but that's just normal high school shit. But there was one particular dude that was part of a group of guys that really didn't like, like me at all. And this guy would stand up for me every time. He seemed like the happiest guy in the world. Dude looked like he was chiseled from fucking cobalt. The guy was just the buff dude, the had the good jaw lines, this big German looking son of a gun. You sound like you might Just, be sexually attracted to him. I, I may have been a little bit, but not, uh, no, he, he looked just like a, a dude, like, um, but like he was a, the nicest guy. Like the, the and image of a man, a, like the man's man of what everyone aspires to be type dude. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. No, he was a guy, like a dude. He was my age, but still, like, just the kind of guy, and he was nice to everybody. He could throw a scrap. Don't get me wrong. He could throw hands. But the dude was just nice to fucking everybody. Happy-go-lucky guy. And then a few years back, I find out that he's at a party and having a drink, and he's showing everybody his firearm, and he shoots himself in the head in front of everybody at the party. God damn. And everyone thought it was just an accident until they found the letter. Like, I thought it was an accident for like two or three years until I talked to one of the guys. And this guy, this other guy and I had gone to elementary school together. And he was talking about it because he, he was there. He was best buddies with him. He saw it happen. He was like, yeah, no, uh, he seemed fine. And then we found the letter later and it was, it was intentional. No one would have guessed it. The guy was one of the nicest guys on the planet, but he was dealing with shit. And no one knew what it was. He wasn't talking about it. And see, and that's, that's the other problem, too, is that we, we take for granted the people in our lives. We don't talk as often as we should. We don't reach out 
when we should. A lot of people, you'll get that gut feeling like, hey, maybe I should say something to somebody. Maybe I should talk to so-and-so. And a lot of people won't act on that gut feeling. They feel like, oh, I'm just being paranoid or I'm, I'm, I'm thinking should I shouldn't be. Or, and, and it just comes to this point like, you know what? Don't ignore that gut feeling. Like if you think that there's something up, like give, give a fucking a call, a text, fucking anything. Because maybe, and, and it's happened to me a couple times where like just – with guys I play video games with and shit where they're going through some stuff and it's just like I see a post where it doesn't seem right to me or I don't hear from him for a while and it's just like in that moment I'll get like a, a gut thing like hey check on this person so I'll just fucking message him hey you good and they'd be like yeah man I just actually want someone to talk to right now I'm glad you fucking reached out like I'm going through some shit and you come to find out like little things like that could be what make or break someone. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I know my life when I was younger was shit, but I have a good life now. I've, I've got a beautiful wife, by the way. It's my 16th anniversary today. Oh, happy anniversary. For good for you. 16 years. So we have four beautiful children uh, who are badasses, and they can all throw hands. I'm so proud of that. Um, I have two teenagers, though, so that's stressful. But... um no, it was what did it for me. And this is going to get dark guys. So if you're going to be upset about it, uh, fuck off. Cause this happened. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> I warning. I don't know what, I don't know what got into me, but I had one of those moments cause my tendencies come in momentary lapses. It's not, like I said, not consistent, but every once in a while, just something fires in my brain and says, Hey, why don't you just jump in front of this car? When that happens, it hasn't happened for a long time, mind you, since this incident. But I was literally, I threw my drop light over the rafter in my garage and tied it around my neck and just let my legs go limp slowly. And I was asphyxiating to death and my wife walked in and saw me. That's got to be hard. And it, it, I can't imagine. I, my eyes were bulging and I could tell. And I was dying. And I stood myself back up and she freaked out and I took the, ro the cord off my neck and she thought that it was her fault. She said, I thought we were, I thought we were good. I thought we were having, we were, we're happy. I'm like, I, I am happy. And then she freaked. I, I just, she was blaming herself for what I was doing and it had nothing to do with her at all. Nothing. The most wonderful woman I've ever met in my entire life. And, and this is why nothing to do with her. And see, this is why I wanted to have you on and actually discuss this because you, you, you're firsthand. Like you did this, and the only reason why I know about this is because you called me, like the following day or that night, just yep. to fucking vent, I just had to, to get I had it out. To talk to. And I'm glad, I I, and, and I'm glad you called me because you, you can't just sit there and deal with this shit on your own. Like everybody needs someone to talk to. I, even me just like this morning at four o'clock in the morning, I'm fucking calling you up because I just, I got shit in my head. I got to get it out. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just looking for someone to like throw a different opinion my way, throw an idea my way, help me decompress in some other manner than like what I'm sitting here going through in my fucking head. You're also in a deep state of mourning because you just lost a buddy who did something that he said he would never do. That's a big there, fucking problem. There, there's been numerous people. Like, for, over the last year, I would say there were probably about six, probably, maybe, I'm, I might be exaggerating on the six, but there, I'm pretty sure it was like six different people that have just off themselves that I knew 
or was close to. And it it aggravates me and it bums me out. And even I sit here and I go, well, what, what, what could I have done better? What, what did I do? And I want to make this clear, like for those of you that are listening, like that those of you that have done something, even if the result is still the same and they're not here, at least you did something. Don't ever think that it wasn't yeah. good enough because you did as much as you could have done. If you reached out, you, you did the right thing. Uh, you know, it's most of us don't want to talk about it. We just don't want to get there. Me, I've been, I've been blessed because I, I'm a very open hearted person. Like I don't mind talking about things much to the irritation of my wife, <laughs> but, uh, and, and it's, and this, I, don't, I don't collapse things in too much. And, and the whole thing, and, and don't think, like, you need to talk about these things because it has long-reaching effects when you don't talk about them, when you don't get them out, when you don't let them out. My own girlfriend, uh, everybody knows her as Octavia, she had a friend of hers that uh, she was basically, like, in love with for the longest time. And he killed himself without warning, without hesitation, and it's affected her. And this is going probably seven, eight years ago he did this. And she's still not over it to this day. She can't watch certain things. She can't deal with certain things. She can't even be in the room right now listening to this show as it's going on because it affects her so negatively. Because she thinks that, you know, she could have done something better or different or whatever. And, and, and no matter how much I try to talk to her about it, like, just because of the way life is doesn't mean it's your fault. Just because something happens doesn't mean that you did something wrong. Just because somebody does something doesn't mean you had an effect on why they did it. Like my cousin. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the eight, she was, I was probably, uh, 10 or 11. She was like 14 or 15. She shot herself in the chest with her dad's pistol. And it, it, it was, it was gut wrenching. Like I, I love my cousin. She was a sweetheart, but it was just one of these things. And her last words, cause were, I don't want to die, but it was too late at that point. It was just, it was one of those things where it just happened. It was like a snap. It just, and we still don't know why we still have no answers. There was no letter. No, it was just one of these things. And I, had to carry that my entire life. And for the longest time, I was very cynical and very judgmental of the whole suicide thing. Like, call it being young, call it being ignorant, call it whatever you want. I would sit here and, it, you know, if someone had looked at me and said, oh, I want to kill myself, I'd be like, well, fucking quit wasting time and do it. That's the wrong answer. I was wrong for thinking that way. Because I used to think that it was cowardly and that it was bullshit and that it was a fucking nonsense cry for help and everything. And it's like, to take your own life is one of the most courageous things that someone could actually do. And, and, I, and I'm not making this out to be a good thing. I'm changing, I want to change the stigma behind it. Everyone says it's cowardly and it's the, 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 the human's natural it's, reaction it's to survive. It's not it's not cowardly. It's devastating. It, it, it's devastating it's, to everyone around you is a better way to say it. Okay, devastating it, to everybody around the you. travel. But the amount of guts that that takes to do that to yourself is, is what I'm talking about. So, so those people, when it comes to whatever they're struggling with, they may be weak in what they're dealing with, but they're not weak people in that moment. Does that make no, sense? No, but it's a hard quit. 
it's a hard quit is what it is. Right. And ring that bell on your way out to wash out lane. That's it. That's what it is. It's a hard quit. And just from experience as someone firsthand, (laughs) it's, it's not courageous. It's not cowardly. It's a combination of selfishness and giving up. I mean, it's just, it's just tapping out. You're just giving up in the wrong way. Okay. I can uh, agree with that. It's not the way to do it. Like, you want to tap out? Go study jujitsu. Go roll with somebody for a while. And get, get your fucking purple belt. Fucking do that for a while if you want to tap out that much. Don't fucking off yourself. You don't need to be on ice. You know, there's a fucking, uh, there's an Irish band that you might like, and they have a song called Sunny. And it's all about lynching the pe- people lynching themselves because there was an epidemic of suicides in Ireland. And this band called the Rubber Bandits, they're really stupid, but hilarious. But this song is incredibly, I listened to this song and I was like, fuck me, man. Maybe it's just an Irish thing. And then I'm like, no, it's just a me thing. I'm the problem here. Like, it's my brain that's not functioning the normal way. It's my emotions that aren't working right. But you can't address it and fix it unless you know there's an issue. And if you have those instantaneous blinking moments of, fuck it, I'm going to die, you know, there's, it's not always a bad thing in a way, uh, you know, Dave, I've never served in the military, but I don't back away from fights, but you know how it is. You go into a zone of combat. If you're downrange, it's fucking, I'm going to die. Let's kill the other guys first. It's throwing it out there, right? Like it's, you go and you get the job done. You're moving forward towards the fire. See, and that's the crazy and, bit is cause like in, in, the, in that situation, it's, like for me, okay, when it comes to me personally, it's like I've made my peace with death. I'm okay. I don't, it, it, it wouldn't bother me if I died. What's more devastating to me is if I was the cause of somebody else dying. Well, it's how you go out, I think, is part of the issue. It's like there was this asshole swinging a gun around outside of the school my kids were at. Uh, not currently, but a different school. My wife was in the school building. We were parked on the side. I had the other kids in the car. Happened to be my buddy was painting a house next to me, my buddy Greg. And I said, hey, Greg, what's going on? And I see this guy waving a pistol around, and so he's chasing him down because the guy had done something stupid. So I followed the guy. I got out of the car. I'm like, hey, Greg, watch my kids. I'm going to follow this guy. Followed him to, like, the worst park in town. Dude goes into a house, comes back out. I call 911. I'm on the phone following this idiot. He pitches his pistol out behind the, uh, the, the toilet or the restroom at the park and uh, cops show up everywhere. There's a mother and her, her kids playing at this playground and I grabbed him like, get down now. Get down before the cops even got there. And I see, I see the Leos and I'm like, hey guys, hold on. He, he put his gun over there and they're like, what, what, what happened? They, they questioned me about it. I'm like, well, I, he pulled out a gun so I followed the fucking guy. <laughs> I don't shy away from that shit. It's, and it wasn't that I wanted to die that day. It was just the sense of duty, you know? And I think that translates a little bit to where we're at with this conversation. Uh, it's like the guys that go bungee jumping or parachuting, I, which I would never do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to shoot someone on the way down. I, I would, I would never, I would never do that either, but you know, sometimes, <clears throat> and my dad, my dad, my grandpas were airborne and it was not for me. <laughs> I 
wasn't jumping out of planes to shoot strangers unless I absolutely had to. Fuck that. I don't even like to ski anymore. <laughs> I know I sound like a pussy and I don't care. No, you don't sound like a pussy. And that's the other thing too is like, you know, you know, like I was talking about where I said that about being courageous and stuff. And then, then there's a flip side to that where if you are, it takes more courage and guts to actually seek the help to continue living, to keep pushing forward than it is to pull the hard quit. Like no, that's, a, that's a lot more difficult. And, and, and that, that, that there, that's the strength and courage that people, that I want people to focus on is, is that it, 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 it takes a lot to admit Hey, I'm fucked up. Hey, I need to talk to somebody. It takes Here's a lot to sh- fucking air your la- dirty laundry and be like, I am not right, and I need someone to just help me get to this moment so I can get to the next one and push forward. Here's here's what reset decades of thinking for me. Uh, when my wife saw me like that, and she thought that it was her fault, and I said, hey, I promise I will never try that again, and I won't ever again. And that reset my entire brain. It recalibrated everything. I still have moments of like, I, I still run into stupid situations. Like I, I have a friend who, who a boyfriend just beat her up and he's this wannabe biker pussy. And I'm going to beat that guy to death when I see him. I'm going to, I'm going to hurt him. I'm just, I told Heather already, my wife, I'm like, uh, she hates me fighting. She doesn't want to ever see me fight. And I have a reputation for a reason. And she's like, don't, but this time, I told her what happened. She's like, yep, just make sure that you don't go to jail for it. I'm like, well, I'll make sure that he starts it. That's a good woman right there. Good good support system. But this, this guy kicked in and beat the crap out of my friend. And I'm like, hey, babe, I'm, I might go post up at her apartment. And when this guy comes in, I'll probably just kill him. She's like, just make sure this is justifiable. I'm like, oh, it will be. She's like, you have a good reason now to fight. And I'm not one to just throw hands. I, I, it takes me time. I cut my teeth in the toughest bar in this county, and probably the state, as a bouncer and a bartender. And to get aggressive with me like that is, like, I like sparring. I love it. I so, like conflict that way. So we're going to, like, give a, a, an image of you to the, re- to the listeners so they know who we're talking about. And this is the Ginger Vin Diesel from Knock Around Guys. I'm a ginger Vin Diesel. I'm, what? Obviously, I'm, you've I'm, never seen knock around guys. You know the big tough guy. About I, have, how many, I, I know what you're talking. How many about, fights does it take to be a tough guy? Diesel. Oh come on, he's a man's man, yeah. right? Isn't he gay? I think he's just bisexual. I'm not judging. I'm just. I just. I'm not. So <laughs> it's not a good correlation. Plus, he's bigger than me. Yeah, but not by much. No, I'm six two and one ten. Or two ten, I mean one ten. Two ten. One ten, what are you like Ethiopian? Two two ten. I said I corrected myself, David. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus fuck, bro. But uh no, I'm just I've been studying martial arts my whole life. I fought a bunch, I played hockey, I played football. I it just I've just been that guy. And in high school I pushed out a little bit and thought I was Buddhist for five minutes and then didn't fight anymore. <laughs> That didn't turn out well. And then uh, after I stopped getting out of that mindset, went back to being a, a Catholic <laughs> and started collecting money for drug dealers. Nice. 
So I have a checkered past, good sir, a checkered past. As we all do, as we all do. <clears throat> but I'm not afraid of a fight. I like a row and eruption and a bit of a tiff. I don't have a problem with it. Family's Irish and Scandinavian, a little bit of German, a little bit of black, a little bit of native. But so, yeah, I got... Uh, well, I'm going to reel you back in because we're getting a little bit off topic here. Yeah, we are. Um, we're wandering. Yeah. Well, it tends to happen when we have conversations such as this as we do. So yeah, I forgot we we're doing a show. We were just normally talking, so Yeah. <laughs> well the whole Back thing is I, I just I just wanna like put push forward the, the idea that like even no matter no matter how bad it is, no matter how bad you think you have it, that it it, it does get better. There is options, there's help, there is things out there that are designed People look at them as like crutches and weakness and everything else, but no, they're they're meant to help you. Like, I want to let you know, like, there's the 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 suicide hotline, the crisis hotline. It's eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. You don't want to talk to somebody, or you feel better texting or chatting, like over um like rather than them actually hearing you. You know, there's Lifeline, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. dot org. It, it's it's there's so many resources out there that you could just. I don't want people to feel like they're alone. I don't want them to feel like they have nowhere to turn. I don't want them to feel left out, ignored and just by themselves. Even you're never alone. You can even go so far as to like, talk to me, message me, VFW, you know, go, go, do anything, message, find me on Facebook through the the podcast web show. And, Fucking message me if you're having a hard time. Uh, find Jay um, on Vanishing Gates if you're if you're having a hard time. You, like there's, there are people that can talk you through it. There are people that can help you. There are Absolutely. people that can help you even if you know somebody. It doesn't always have to be just you. If you know somebody who doesn't know where to go, point them in our direction. Put put point them in the right direction. Give them information. Give them something. But doing Absolutely. nothing is never the answer doing nothing is never the answer just because doing nothing leads to something that you don't want right and and just because you think like if you have the idea and you have the mindset like i used to have you know oh they're just attention seeking or this that or the other well you know there's always that aspect of what if this is the time when they're not what if this is the time that they're being genuine and really looking for help and you've brushed them off yeah. In, in in that moment, in that instance, trust me, you're not going to feel good about it after the fact if that is the case. For all no, the people out there, all. for all the people that are out there that are listening that that have actually done what they could and helped, I, I, I don't think that they get thanked enough, and I want to tell you personally, thank you. If you had a hand in saving somebody, if you had a hand in making a difference in someone's life, I want to tell you thank you. Because I don't think that you get told enough, or even anybody even pays attention to it. Um, for you, Jay, I want you to know that I thank you for when you call me or talk to me, or even being there for when I need to talk and when I need to vent. So I want to tell you, thank you. Well, I'm I'm a little bit different of a monster, so it's folks like yeah, I went out and said something to people because I sought help directly, but I knew. But I also, like, when I was in school, like, I studied psychology for years. When I was, because I, I went to Bible college, don't judge me. Fucking, but I studied psychology, 
And during that for counseling, I'm like, I started seeing things that I should have picked up on when I was much younger. Cause I used to cut myself and stuff. Like I it was into self harm when I was much younger. I had a very low self image. I want to, I want to let everybody know, Hey, you're important to someone, whether you know it or not. And if you're not important to them yet, you haven't met them yet. It will help you. My saving grace was my wife. I have four wonderful kids and a beautiful wife. And I almost left them all behind out of the selfish act of pity, of self-pity. So don't, for fuck's sake, don't do that. Hey, if you need to talk, you know what? My email, vanishinggates@gmail.com. Fucking, I will give you my personal fucking phone number if you need to have a conversation about this shit. I will be a lifeline for you because I've been there and I've tried to do that. But for fuck's sake, you're going to cause so much more chaos and pain to the people that you feel bad about. Like, for me, it feels like I'm hurting the people around me at times. You're going to cause a hell of a lot more pain if you do that. And, and that's just it. You, you don't you don't realize like what it exactly is that you're doing. You don't realize what who you're hurting in that aspect. And and think about it in the in the sense of like if there is an afterlife, and you're stuck watching the real world on a grand scale, and the, and you're gonna you're gonna see. All the people you've affected, all the th- all the hurt that you've caused, all the people that are never going to recover. The, the 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 legacy you leave behind is is not going to be a good one. Like you don't want to be, like, do you really want to? If you have kids, do you really want to leave your kids with the idea that oh yeah, my mom or dad killed themselves because they just couldn't handle it. They they just pulled the the quit button. Do do you want to leave your mom and your dad or your or your or your sister or brother with the idea that you just couldn't handle it and, and you didn't want to talk out of the idea of being weak? It's it's not easy. You ruin more lives by taking one than you do by just pushing through and dealing with everything head on. Exactly. You're not as weak as you think. You're not as invaluable as you think. You are much more valuable than you realize. And that's, you know, you're looking through your own eyes and not someone else's at you. It's a big difference. Don't do it. Like, not, nothing is ever too far gone that it can't be fixed. If you got bills piling up because you're, like, fucking losing your mind and you're stressed out, well, call I, somebody. I will intervene. I, I'll intervene, though. If you're a pedophile, absolutely kill yourself. But that's Epstein okay. Pep. Epstein pedophiles, you guys can kill yourselves. I will not fucking Epstein, save you. Epstein didn't kill himself. So <laughs> everybody no, else, listen, every kid toucher, at least castrate <laughs> yourself. I don't know. Every, but, everybody no, else. Overall, though, on on a serious note, everybody else, like you need, like nothing is ever so bad that you can't ever come back from it. Just because bills are piling no. up doesn't mean you can't solve the problem you call your creditors you call your bill collectors you fucking make arrangements and negotiate you, you negotiate you make things work um you know if you're having trouble in your love life with your girlfriend or boyfriend have a conversation sit down discuss things open communication is the key to a healthy relationship the other side is intimacy and we'll get into that on another episode but right now just a conversation is a door opener a, a, a conversation yeah. can change the way your life is going in a matter of, of seconds. You could feel immediately better 
in moments after a conversation. You can, if you're having these ideas in your head and your thoughts and you just pick up the phone or you message somebody and that person sits there and talks to you for fucking 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes and shows you all the ways that it could be better for you. And you're just like, when you get done with that conversation, you're going to feel a million times better. I, yeah, I, I hear it all the time and I fucking hated hearing it. But it's true. If you just talk to somebody, you will feel that much better and everything else feels that much less significant. And it's not so bad. It's not that hard. For example, Jay, with yep. your experience, after you talked to me, how did you feel? After I talked about the day after? I, I, way better because I talked to you about it. I talked to somebody about it. And I didn't judge you. I didn't no. put you down. I didn't make you feel less than you were. You were one of the first people I called. And then I had to go to my boss at the time. I don't work for their that company anymore, but this guy and I have had long conversations. I sat down and I was off and said, hey, can I talk to you? He says, yeah, he's an open door policy. Close the door. I don't work anymore. We're still friends. I close the door. I'm talking about, hey, um, I just want to let you know, I haven't talked about this much, but I'm a suicidal. And I almost killed myself the other day. I need a couple of days off. And he's like, you know what? I never would have guessed it about you. So take a few days off. Pay See, me to take days off of work. People care. People do give a shit. And, that, and that's the other thing, too, is like people don't realize exactly like how far that you can go with something and get the help you need. There, there are outlets. There are people. There are places. There are things. And all it is... It's just a simple conversation. doesn't matter with who, with whoever. Somebody out there has information or has the knowledge to help you get through whatever it is you're going through. And even if you're yeah, one of these people that, that's not, you don't think you're suicidal and you're just stressed the fuck out, you, even you, can benefit from a conversation. Even you can feel better about who you are just talking to somebody. Even if you're talking to somebody about an experience that you haven't gotten over. Yeah. If you're stressed in general or you're depressed, like I know it's going to sound silly, but if you're in that mood and you're stressed and you're depressed, get physical activity in, you know, go do something physical, uh, go to a gym, lift some weights, hit a heavy bag, go train martial arts. I know I'm a big proponent of that because I've been doing it my entire life, but Still do that. It will help you. It will help you decompress. I tend to fall into the bottle quite a bit. Don't do that so much until after you've done something to balance it out. If you're not going to balance it out, then what's the point? Then you're just drowning yourself with another issue. And it compounds it. If you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, uh, liquor is basically the, the worst thing you can do. Because it will give you like the quick... Uh, maybe kill myself moment that I have once in a while. You're, you're, it's, it's a depressant, and if you're already depressed, you're just compounding the depression. You're, you're, yeah, it, it's, it's not a depressant if you're not depressed. If right. you're depressed, don't fucking do it. So I do have... Now, I have never tried this, and just food for thought, I want you guys to do research. Uh, Dave, you and I talked about this earlier. I have a buddy who was very suicidal. He lost a girlfriend to, all of, of all things, bird flu, and he blames himself for it. Because she got it at a concert he wanted to go to. And she died of bird flu, which is really odd. But it happened. 
but he blamed himself and he's been suicidal forever. He's mopey and sad and can't get himself out of this rut no matter what he does. One of the nicest guys I know. But uh, he started microdosing psilocybin. And now he's not suicidal anymore. I'm not suggesting eat mushrooms. He suggested I do, knowing what I go through. And I said, no, (laughs) because I know myself too well. So you have to know what is going to work for you the best. I guarantee you physical activity is going to help, though. Physical act- we are meant to be physical creatures. Physical activity always helps. I mean, yeah, you can even go saying- go go to the extremes. Like you got you're stressed the fuck out. Okay, well, guess what? Turn on porn, masturbate, give it a minute. Let the endorphins <laughs> roll through you. Like Let the endorphins. If roll if you don't want to, if you can't, you know, watch porn. Okay, guess what? There's websites. Find yourself an escort. Pay her. Pay her to come over and empty your balls. Get a girlfriend. Go on a couple dates. Do something. Yeah, do something. There's again physical activity. Yeah, right. Physical activity. Go to the gym. Hit the heavy bag. Lift the weights. Wear your arms out so much that you can't complete your suicidal thoughts of lifting a gun or cutting yourself or whatever the case may be. Wear yourself out. Message somebody. JJ, fucking do MMA, do something, do karate. I don't fucking care, but do something other than fucking offing yourself. You're too valuable. You mean something to someone somewhere, whether you know it or not, it's not worth doing it. Trust me because I'm in your shoes, literally living that lifestyle all the time. And it is fucking painful. And I get it. Life is tough. You know what else is tough? When you fuck up other people's life, yeah, that's then tough. their lives get tough. You're sad enough. Do you want to make them sad too? Yeah, don't. It is selfish. It, it, it is it, a selfish fucking act. Be a part don't of a life. Do it. Be a part of a life, not ruining lives. Help build a life up, not ruin a life. Because you're going to ruin a life. Because whether or not you think so, people fucking care about you. Someone somewhere fucking cares about you. Even even the people that are listening who? to this right now, trying to sit there and think that they don't mean anything to anybody, you you do. You mean something to a lot of people that you have valuable. no idea about. You make an effect on this world that you would never know, and that's one of the coolest things about being part of this this life. Is it, it took me a long time to realize it is I make an impact on the world around me. You choose if it's positive or negative, and that's it. It's, Your impact is based on what you do. And and you know that it's crazy. That's it. It's crazy that you say that because I, I can I can think of at least one person in my life where I had an impact on just by simply having a conversation that they didn't kill themselves, and they believe that I had something to do with that. I don't know if that's cool. true or not, there you go. but if the case is that I am the person that caused that, if I had off myself, that makes me a hypocrite, and that makes me ineffective in their help and their struggle, and therefore they would not be here also. So not only would I have ruined everyone else's life around me within my family scope, but then this person 
would have ruined their lives and their family's lives and so on and so forth. And it creates this chain reaction that you just don't even want to get into and you don't even want to think about because it's fucking mind-blowing. But you need to understand it. there are people who cared. There is a reason for everything. There's, there is no end of the road until it's naturally the end of the road. Don't check out. Don't, Don't give worry, up. Life will kill you for you. If, if, again, <laughs> life even, will kill you on its own. Even the people <laughs> you don't have to do it yourself. Even the people that don't feel suicidal, like if you know somebody, talk to them, bring it up, make them mad, whatever the case may be. But do something. Just don't fucking sit there and go, "Well, it's not my business." Well, it's not my business because guess what? It is it your is business. Your fucking business. It's, it, it is your business because we are it's all connected. Every single one of us is connected in, on a level that nobody can fucking fathom. I may not get along with one person, but somebody I'm close to may get along with that person. And something I say to the person yeah. I get along to with might say something to the person that I don't get along with that may save their life. Do you understand how that works? Do you understand the chain reaction that takes place? And it all starts with a conversation. It's an explosion, man. That's, that's how it works. It's it's like the people that you see those videos of people seeing someone beat someone down on the street and they're recording on their phones instead of stepping in. What kind of piece of shit is the person holding the phone? Fucking do the work. Help the person out. Right. Don't like, don't just, th- those people pieces of shit. They're people. They're pieces. Why would you? Why would you watch? someone get beat up instead of stepping in. Like, if you, like, like if you get beat you up, know, right okay. There, you have the ability to do it. Fucking. Don't, yeah, don't film this shit. If you get beat up, hey, at least you got beat up doing the right thing and not being a piece of shit. There was a video uh, that was shown up on some police footage not too long ago. I want to say it was in SoCal, uh, Southern California, for those of you who aren't from here. Uh, guy took his bike up the escalator at a mall or something. And he was obviously not a very good person. Uh, he was being very aggressive, set his bike there, had his bike chain out, being super aggressive to the point where they vacated the store. Well, Leo's shop, law enforcement officers, for those who don't know what a Leo is for some fucking reason, and they're doing their job. What they didn't know was a 14-year-old girl in the changing room when they had to open fire on this piece of shit and killed the girl, too. Had nothing to do with the entire situation. She was in a changing room trying something on. It could have been solved by one fucking Samaritan shoving that fucker down the escalator or hitting him or holding him down. It is your responsibility as a person to care about other people. That's just a fucking fact. You can't do the my, not my circus, not my monkey act all the time. Some things you can do that with. Some things you can't. And that's a, an exact correlation to if you know someone that you feel is having issues like this, yeah, don't over-intrude, but talk to them. We're supposed to be one people. You take, it's all our money. E pluribus unum. From many one. You, you take care of those, you take care of those around you. You take yeah. care of those around you're, you're you and, and, and you watch the chain of events that takes place. I'm telling you, if you take care of one person and you, you, you it, it transfers and somebody sees you taking care of one person and then those two people take care of one person 
and it just goes on and it goes on it's like and it goes on. on in the and 90s it just it, it it does it takes you away <laughs> it takes you away it, it is an overwhelmingly good thing even on a minor scale like just to know that you had that much of an impact on one person's life think of the impact well, about- that they're going to have and so on and so forth don't run from it. Well, don't shy it, away from it. Just fucking be a part of it. Fucking rush into danger in a way that's going to be beneficial to someone else. Killing yourself is not rushing into danger that way. Look at that uh, that church shooting in Texas that happened a couple of years back. The guy got offed fast and hard because the deacon and an usher had a gun on him. And they rushed that sucker and shot him to death. In and- and Act saved many lives. Someone else. Yes. Acting in the defense of others. If you feel like you have suicidal thoughts, if you feel like you want to hurt yourself, if you feel bad about yourself, there's no reason for you not to try to readjust and translate that into something good because you can transfer that energy into something better. I know you can. I believe in you. You're amazing, guys. I believe it. Prove me wrong would be a bad thing to say right now. So don't. Prove me right. Because I know you fuckers can do it. If you're out there listening, you're hurting. There's a lot of things going on in the world. There's lots of help available. Uh, we should have contacted some of these websites, bud, and some of these programs and charities that help people to see if they'd be interested in, in uh, having us pimp them out. What was it? Uh is it 22 a day? Is that the veteran one? Yeah, the, the veterans is uh, 22 a day, and it, it's it's just fucking heartbreaking because, honestly, I think it's way more than that. So why don't we dip into that a little bit and talk about that a little bit for those who aren't who aren't veterans. So so the 22 a day know. refers to the, the, the there's a, there was a study done, and I don't remember by who, but... On average, in this country, 22 veterans, 22 men between the ages of 18 and 35, 35, 35, 35, kill themselves every day in this country, on average. Now, you compound that with people involved in law enforcement, and it's, it's, it's staggering. It is firefighters, law enforcement it, it, in general, all because of just every day job stress. And because nobody just said, Hey, let's talk. Yeah. And it, it, that's, that's on honest to God. That's, that's all it really takes is, is just, Hey, let's talk. Hey, I'm bothered by this. Hey, I, I got something I got to get off my chest. Hey, do you have a minute? Hey, I want to. I want to talk to you about something. I, I I need your input. It could be anything. It really, really could. And we know, guys. We know you're busy about stuff. But even a call back and say, "Hey, call me in five. Call me in ten. I'll call you in an hour." Like I said, even if you message me, just just give it twenty four hours. I will get back to you. Just give it twenty four hours. I will get Same, back. Give to me you. time. Give me time to get back to you. I got a lot of stuff going too. If you email me, like the house I live in is a suicide house. A 16 year old kid shot himself over a girl in the back bedroom of this house. 
his dad missed a phone call because he was out of service area. And then he found him when he got home. It, I, I can't even fathom what that would be like. Uh, over nothing. A kid that could have lived his entire life. I was 16 years old. From what I hear about the sweetest kid on the fucking planet. Was just starting to take boxing lessons. And this girl wrecked him so bad, he decided he had no other options. I mean, it's not her fault directly, obviously, but there's still a lot that goes on to it. Yeah, it's, like, it's before not, I moved in... It's I, not I her fault. hole in the ceiling. But all it took, all it would have taken is just somebody to be in there and be like, hey, listen, like, this, this is the way it's going to be. Like, it's not that bad. There's other options. There's other things. There's other women. There, you miss out on so much. Do you really want to check out this early in the game? And, and one of my buddies was, you know, cause I knew the family and my buddy was going to teach him boxing and start boxing with him and stuff. And do boxing. Just, another buddy of mine was a roommate at the time afterwards, or he left, he was roommate prior and he, we all worked at the same place and he ended up tossing a shit against the wall, finding out the hard way. It's like, it's not worth fucking hurting other people. Those scars run deep. If you think that your life sucks so bad that you want to kill yourself, the scars you will leave behind when you do are far worse. Far worse. And again, and guys, <clears throat> go ahead, Jay. Well, I was going to say, guys, those of you who work in like law enforcement or your morticians or doctors or nurses or stuff like that, you guys go through some of the worst shit mentality wise. I know, but there's lots of help for you there. There's lots of organizations that will help talk to you. Help. There's lots of just friends. Go to your local fucking bar, have a sip and talk to your fucking bartender. Tip well, they'll be nicer. But still, I mean, do something. Have your battle buddies. Give them a call. You know, fucking do some shit. If you're a law enforcement officer, you're off work. It's hard. Hard to go to the bars in your town because you have to arrest people all the time. Fucking find a social club. You know, there's lodges. There's moose lodges, elk lodges, eagles lodges, 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 lodges. Go join a sorority. It's a thing that you can do as an adult. And you, and you find a group of people that that will talk to you. And, and don't think that we're just talking out our ass here, like because I, I, for the people that are listening that have had that moment where they've dealt with somebody and they still killed themselves. I know what that defeated feeling feels like. I was, I was in the service with a guy by the name of Stephen Houck, rest in peace. And he was a good kid. And one, I ran into him one night and he was like, Hey, you know, haven't seen you in a while, Dave, I'm, I'm living here. Will you come out and have a couple beers with me? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to head out. I'll, I'll be there. So I went out there that night. And we sat around the fire, we bullshit, we had a couple beers, and I never knew what was going on with him. I had no idea that he was in a dark place. And we talked for hours. And uh, when I left, he thanked me. And two weeks later, he killed himself. So it's a so it's I a know place of where I'm coming from. So it's I'm coming from the side of the person that would do that, and you're coming from the side of the person that wants to fix it. 
So it's an interesting correlation there. So I know and the we, I know what it's like to have that defeated feeling. But you I tried. Always blame yourself. You did. You gave it the old college try. You gave it the effort, man, and that's that's incredibly important. Uh, but at the same time, folks, if you are feeling that way, think about what Dave just said because it's bugging the shit out of him. I can tell you right now, talking to Dave <laughs> for the last few days over what's gone on. If you are feeling like you want to kill yourself, think of the damage you're going to do. Dave is one of the sturdiest fucks I know. He might be a piece of shit personality-wise, but he's a great dude, and you're wrecking lives like that. Imagine what you do to the people that aren't like us, me and Dave, because I'm a jerk. We're both assholes. That's why we get along. So I know there's but people out there. Friends and family. I know there's people out there that feel that defeated, that get it. I, I get it. They, they're, they're sometimes there just really is no sign there. Sometimes there just really is nothing. Sometimes they've already made up their mind and there's nothing you can do to change it. But the important part is that if you try, I crucify myself on a regular basis on all the people that I could have helped and I feel like I failed on. But I can't. Because I, I did what I could. And as long as you could do that, as long as you at least try, that's 100% better than just not giving a fuck at all. Absolutely. You cannot wear the sins of someone else. And, th- and those of you that know me, you guys know that I don't give a fuck about a lot, especially opinions and thoughts and ideas of others. I could give a fuck less. I don't live in your world. I don't fit in your fucking box, and I don't care. But I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat stuff just to make you feel better. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. If If all you could say at the end of the day is that you tried, guess what? That's good enough. That's... Perfectly okay. Well, so for the record, Dave, um, you are 100% full of shit about that. You are a very nice and caring guy, and you wear a fucking facade. And it irritates the fuck out of me. It makes me want to butt smack you. And uh, just mount you, grab you by the hips, and just slap you over like a bitch. But it's fine. It's good for you. (laughs) You are a caring fucking person, and you're going through a lot right now. And I, I can't tell you, this, this is one thing that I've learned. I don't understand. This is all I understand what you're going through. Well, you fucking don't. I don't know where you're at. I can relate to it and I can feel for it, but I cannot directly understand what you're going through because we're individuals. Otherwise, what the fuck is the point of being a human? Then we're just a fucking ant or a hive mind. Fuck that. But, but no, you've always been there. If I need to talk to you, you're going through a lot of shit. This has been a tough episode for you to go through. And I know it. And when you asked me to be part of this, it was really cool uh, knowing what I go through. Well, I know it's tough for you as well. So It's not as tough for me because I'm an asshole. But I'm and a really not. asshole. Well, I've owned it. Like I've owned this shit, and I have to. I'm definitely an asshole. (laughs) So I own that before. (laughs) So before I close out the show, 
I want to observe a moment of silence for all the people we've lost and for all you out there that think that you, again, I, I know I sound like a mean at that horse. I just don't beat yourself up over it. it, it if you tried, you tried. There's, there's you're nothing. You're not responsible for other people's you're not. mistakes. So right now, I want to observe a moment of silence for those that have passed on. Rest in peace, brothers. To all those out there that are listening, to all my true friends, I say to you, thank you. I love you guys. Jay, I appreciate you being a part of this endeavor. Uh, No problem, bud. And until next time, thank you to everybody for listening and supporting me. And Autumn's Descent, again, thank you guys. You're the best. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Have a good night. Hey, Dave, what? Real back.